And I, I think I learned this year that, that it's really, it really is enough. His encouragement gives me the strength that I need. And so when I, when you hear that the joy of the Lord is my strength, I think that's been really reexamined in my life that it's the encouragement of the Lord is my strength. The idea that God is in control and that he is kind and that he knows what he's doing, that is the strength. That is where the strength lies. It can't lie in circumstance. It can't lie in the directions he gives or does not give. It lies in who he is, period. Welcome to Casa de Arte, The Neighborhood, a twice-a-month podcast about creativity, spirituality, and the thread that holds them together, love. I'm Ashley Holstein, a mother, photographer, and tea drinker. I'm Louis Holstein, a father, community builder, and overall art enthusiast. Hey, everybody. We are back. Back, back, back. back it's been a back. long time. It hasn't. It feels like it has, but it hasn't. You know what? I don't even know. I don't know when the last one of was. I don't know if it was a long time <laughs> or not. We've transitioned. We have gone through some big transitions. And yes. that's why we are here today. Yeah, and why it was we were absent for however long we were absent. It's been really fun doing Casa de Arte, the Neighborhood, a great series where we interviewed some close friends. And we really encourage you to check out the episodes um, prior to this one if you haven't already. We talk about race and art. We talk about politics, music, um, screenwriting, a lot of great stuff previously to this. And we hope to continue the Casa de Arte, the mm-hmm. Neighborhood series come 2021. We just wanted to check in with y'all, kind of give a rundown of our top art picks for 2020, as well as some things we learned this year that maybe would be beneficial for you and for our listeners out there. So thank you so much for listening. Um, 2020 has been a great year for Casa de Arte. We've had the most listeners we've ever had, and we hope to continue growing that audience. So without any further ado, let's just jump right in. We're going to jump into our top art picks. We split it into four categories. We've got books, movies, television, and music. So let's start with books. Ashley, you want to kick it off? Oh, yeah. I... This is, okay, first of all, let me just say that this is the year where I have gone back into reading. I did a reading challenge earlier this year. Um, If you guys have the Goodreads app, I highly recommend it. You can do a reading challenge there, and it's a great accountability tool. And it also links up with all your friends, which is amazing because you get to see what they're reading, and it kind of inspires you and encourages you to keep going. So anyways, I did that, and I set my, my... challenge to be really uh, attainable, which was one book a month. Um, I have, I've always been a big reader and I've always read, you know, books with many pages in a really short time or in a short amount of time. But because of my new responsibilities, chasing two little ones, taking care of the house, photography, it's been a hard, um, I've had a hard time just getting into that having, you know, hours to myself to read, which is just not ideal or attainable. So this reading challenge came into my life and it really changed the way I approach books. I decided to to do audiobooks too. So I read books and I did audiobooks. And anyways, just a whole long story short, just to say that this was not easy. But not only did I finish my challenge of reading 12 books, but I actually exceeded my amount by 14. So I read 14 books 
and I would have been, it would have been 15, but um, I'm taking my time with one of the books that I started reading this year because it just is wonderful. All that to say, my <laughs> top three books of this year has been Hold Still by Sally Mann, which you've mentioned previously before, Lewis. It is a photography memoir and it is wonderful. Uh, I took it out from the library and it was great. Uh, autobiographical and really just, I recommend it to everybody to read. I also read The Body Keeps Score by Bezel A. Vanderkolk. He breaks down how our body receives trauma and how uh, a lot of our reaction and our lifestyle can be a reflection of our trauma. Um, And so it is a wonderful book just to grow in awareness if you haven't experienced any trauma and also just kind of keeps you uh, on your toes with with the way that you react to things. So I definitely recommend that. And lastly, A Holy Pursuit by Diane Yago. She is the author, kind of like the main uh, founder for Deeply Rooted Magazine, if you know what that is. She came out with a book and it is incredible as well. Um, I actually gave my copy away because it's that book that you can't keep to yourself. So I highly recommend that. What about you, babe? Yeah, Goodreads is such a great app. I'm glad that you mentioned it. I, I also want to plug, and you already mentioned this already too, but I want to plug it again. The library is such a great resource. We try to be minimalist in various avenues of our life, and it's definitely a work in progress. But one thing is books. We used to buy every book we wanted to read, and now we have turned to the library actually to allow us to read the books first, know that we enjoy it and like it, know that it's something we want to be able to pass on to someone else, and that's when we actually buy the book. So I encourage you to use your local library. There's so many titles available, both digitally and in print. My top three books for this year, um, and what's crazy, and I think I actually didn't mention this, but these are not books that were published this year, so it's kind of weird for me. Everything else is very current with our music, television, and movies, so anyway. 21 Truths About Love by Matthew Dix. It's a fabulous novel. Um, I bought it. It's just so good. It, it's a book comprised entirely of lists. The entire story is told through lists. And I'm a big lists person, so I just I love it. It's so, so, so uh, creative and uh, just funny. It's very funny, very witty. I highly recommend it. Um, Stamped from the Beginning, The Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America, um, by Imbram X. Kendi. Um, that book really turned my world upside down. As obviously we all know with the racial unrest and uh, Black Lives Matter movement really coming to the forefront of all American homes as far as, you know, on the TV and in conversation. Um, it was really important for me to really start digging into uh just the history of race in our country. And this is a really, really great place to begin. It's a lengthy book. It's over 500 pages, but it is worth every single minute of your time. Um, I highly recommend it. It's very good. And I'm looking through my list. You know, I really recommend Goodreads, like I said, and you can see everything that I read there. I, I, I just, I read some great stuff this year. I, I really recommend all of it. It's all been really good. Um, another one that I read that really impacted me um, was The Ways of Curating by Hans Ulrich Aubrist. Um, it's a fabulous book, again, from the world-renowned curator. 
Um, and he just talks about curation and how it came to be and um, curationism. And um, I, I really like it. I like him and he's really cool. It's a kind of a, a memoir style. So great stuff. Okay, we'll move right along to our top um, movies, I guess. I don't remember what order I put our categories in, but we're going to go with movies now. Movies. Soul. We cannot let this podcast end without talking about Soul. <laughs> really? I didn't know you liked it. I mean, it's a conversational piece. Yeah, but your top film? Okay. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I know you liked it, but I didn't know you loved it. I didn't, I didn't, I think it's pretty good. For me, it's an all, well, mostly black casted movie, black lead. Um, so I'm always here for that. I love Tina Fey. She is, I read Bossy Pants this year, actually. Um, so I love me some Tina Fey. And I really appreciated, again, just how culturally relevant the, the film was. The film was. What about you? What well, do you want to list any others, or is that the one? Oh, I thought we were just going to go back and forth. Oh, we can go back and forth. Um, I'll go with uh, The Sound of Metal. You can find it on Amazon Prime. It is, it's a moving picture. There's only two movies, actually, that really, really deeply moved me this year, um, and that was one of them. It um, it's, tells the story of a young man that is a kind of hard rock metal drummer and he begins to lose his hearing and this is the story of what it is um for him and it is uh it's devastating and beautifully told beautifully shot and the sound design is insane you really really get into the head of someone losing their hearing so i recommend it and it's streaming right now on amazon prime look out for oscar season because it's going to be a big contender speaking of amazon actually it has nothing to do with it segues so other movie that i thoroughly enjoyed and lewis dragged me to watch it i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it is promising young woman excellent 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 again another culturally relevant film yeah so that would be my second one that moved me deeply promising Young woman tells the story of a woman that is wanting to venge um her her dear friend who was um, raped at a party while drunk. And um, it takes that revenge genre and just flips it on its head. It is the Me Too movement film. I think if there ever was one, Carrie Mulligan is fierce. She comes uh, to take no prisoners. um, And it is just, it's a directorial debut for the director. It's just phenomenal. The whole thing from start to finish, your jaw will drop. The ending is insanely jarring it'll punch you in the throat don't read any spoilers just go I, into just the film i can't say it enough I, I i do say trigger warning you know i don't know what that could you know do with women but it, it's a conversation piece that we'll i think we'll be talking about for years to come it is just an incredible film the best of the year and lastly for me this is not a movie but i kind of lumped it in because it's the only piece of entertainment at least as a tv show as far as TV shows go, and that is Little Fires Everywhere. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I awaited it um, to drop, and it was just a journey. Every episode was a journey. And while there were some parts that were a little cheesy, 
some acting that was not necessarily flawless, uh, it definitely hits the hits the the point, drives the point home. Yeah. Uh, so I I definitely I have to mention that. Yeah, Little Fires Everywhere is a wonderful limited series. You can find it on Hulu. Um, and before I dive into my TV pick, that was your TV pick. I do also just want to mention uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom uh, for me for film. Um, just a phenomenal start to finish as well. It's Chadwick Boseman's last performance. He gives an award-worthy performance. I would not be surprised if he goes on to take the Best Actor Award for it. Prof- Oof, I can't. I don't know the word. Mm, yes, after he's passed. Um, and then also Viola Davis. I wouldn't be surprised if she snags Best uh, Actress. That would be her first um, lead actress win. She has one for supporting, ironically, in an um, August Wilson play uh, or film, Fences. So it'll be interesting if she is able to pull off a win for this, but just really, really great. Um, dives into me, the Black experience, and just the difficulty of their life and their time, especially in the 1920s. Um, as far as TV too, yeah, Little Fires Everywhere for me was probably my top. And then also Mrs. America starring Kate Blanchett and a, just a rousing cast of, of characters. Mrs. America tells the story of the ERA, the Equals, Equal Rights Amendment in the 1960s and 70s. And I got to say that it's also on Hulu in partnership with FX. It, um, it shows how we are where we are today politically. Um, with, with specifically with Donald Trump, um, and but also just our current conservative movement um, and liberal movement, I would say. It is really, really, really good, and you'll know your history if you watch it. It's very accurate to the time, too. So that's on Hulu as well. So those are our top you know, movies and TV. I got to say TV was rather weak this year. We, I mean, we watched a, a little bit of TV, not, not probably as much as, as others during this pandemic, but... Um, we ended up revisiting Mad Men, which is my all-time favorite drama, and we're just reminded at how genius the writing is. It is just really superb. You can find Mad Men on Amazon Prime right now. Um, it's I just can't recommend it enough. Seven seasons, every second's worth your time. Yeah, and understandably, understandably so. Speaking of weak TV, I mean, a lot of production had to be stopped. Sure. For a lot of the things that we would watch around this time, which would be Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know, there's just been, it's just, the pandemic has affected everyone. We're all in the same, <laughs> in the same playing field, I guess. So uh, it, it was kind of nice too to turn to other things like books mm. um, to pass the time, pass the quarantine. How about music? Ooh, let me just let me just stop you right there, babe. What? So TikTok. I personally do not have a TikTok. Lewis does not have a TikTok. But TikTok brought us Megan the Stallion. Is she from TikTok? No. No, but she was made famous through TikTok. Hmm. I just wonderful. I just think she's catchy. It's catchy and uh uh, I love the song Body. So that's like my one of my top music. Music, it's her, Phoebe Bridgers with the Punisher album. Excellent. You have to listen to it. She came out with it right, I think, around quarantine. Uh, Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now. 
also like the song of the quarantine. And lastly, I can't not mention this, Taylor Swift, um, Folklore and Evergreen. Although... Evermore. Oh, Evermore. Is it called Evermore? Evermore. It's not called Evergreen. Yes, you're right. Evermore and Folklore. Um, Although I only like Invisible Strings the best. Which which one is that on? On Folklore. Tis the Damn Season is where the song... That's the song on Evermore. That's the song. Anyway, that is my... That's the jam. That is my music. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Megan Thee Stallion, Dua Lipa, and of course, Taylor Swift. Um, what about you? So Stephanie Gretzinger followed up uh, with a third album that came out, I think, right around March or right, right before the pandemic or right during the pandemic. I guess I never um, listened to it. I do not remember that. Oh my gosh. Please tell me it was released this year, because I'm pretty sure it was, but... Anyway, it was a return to form. Stephanie Gretzinger's debut album, The Undoing, is will always remain one of my um, top worship albums of all time. It's just so brutally honest. It is just literally her recording her prayers. Forever I Men? Um, and Forever I Men, yeah. 2020, yes. Yeah, I thought so. So her um, second album was like this weird pop thing that I don't know what it was, and we just, let's all forget about it. But Forever I Men um, came out this year, and... It's a return to form. It is just stellar. It is beautiful start to finish. She takes her time and um, lots and lots of tears were shed um, with with those songs playing. I will also say that Maverick City came into the work in 2020. They had been around for a little bit, but not did not come into such prominence until, you know, Stephanie Gretzinger actually um, jumped in on one of their songs, um, which I I attribute, but I think they're also fabulous in in and of themselves. But... um, Maverick City is wonderful, and their um, their records were was really good. They they released three and four, volume three and four, um, this year, and three is just it's great. Um, uh, I don't remember the name of the song, but it was the song of our season. <laughs> I don't know the name of the song. The one that says all that's left is highest praises. Um, the story I'll tell. The story I'll tell. It's just the song of our season, and was the song of our season. So. Great, great music. I also um, love Luce. If you've um, seen oh, any of yes. her stuff, she yes. kind of came into prominence this year too. Her, um, It's really just singles that she's released, but she's wonderful, L-U-Z, Luce. And also Leon. She released her oh, um, yes, another I, album of I, hers as well. I forgot about it. That Leon's is really good. Yeah, Apart is fantastic. Sam Smith was not bad either. His Love Goes is pretty good. Um so the music scene wasn't, I mean, wasn't terrible this year. It was, I thought it was rather strong. So, um, so those are, that's it. That's what we have for you. Those are our top, um, art picks. I usually like to include theater, but as we know, it's just, everything's been put Shut to down. a, to a standstill. So we want to switch gears a little bit, a little more, um, uh, serious, I guess. And just some lessons that we learned this year. As I said before, we are going to, we want to dive deep into this transition to Nashville and what that means for us and what that means about God, honestly. Um, and we will come the new year. We'll, we'll take some time to kind of break down just how much God's hand has been in this transition. But for um, now, we're just going to leave you with but what now, we've we just, learned. What we've learned and going through that. Yeah. So in 2020. So do you want to go off? you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. I think that this year taught me that the only certain thing 
is uncertainty and change and to embrace that, whatever that looks like, even when you're settled, I guess you could say. I mean, we've been almost eight years in the same place with the same people. And so uh, we never envisioned transitioning out of this area when it happened. And so I think that obviously this year was just very uncomfortable with the pandemic and having to adjust to a new normal, to a new lifestyle, and then finally getting some kind of like stability in the quarantine that like, this is probably not going to end anytime soon, getting used to that. And then to going from like, okay, things are kind of stabilizing, things are kind of shifting back to how things were, besides wearing a mask. And then all of a sudden we are completely just, just, you're just, we're just asked to give up everything that we had in order to follow God into a new place. And so the process was full of God in many ways. Um, and, and that is the, the comfort that I take from the whole experience, but I'm not going to lie. It's, it's definitely taught me a lot about, um, just suffering and not because we are in a suffering season, but I think grief is suffering. And so sometimes you just have to grieve the loss of things and, and I'm, I'm learning to grieve with joy that, I don't know, it's just saying goodbye is never easy. So I've learned that from the season. Something I learned in 2020 was that obedience is is a decision you make up front. You have to choose to obey before any direction is given. Because once the direction comes, the temptation to flee or the temptation to disobey becomes that much greater um so that's something i really learned and kind of operating in a kind of covenant relationship with the lord and saying whatever you have for us whatever it is so be it and i will obey whatever you ask of me and then allowing him to ask me something so um that's something that i really took away that you know it was just imperative that i made that decision early that no matter what he asked of me, I was going to obey. Right. Thing for me, probably, um, is that sometimes there is no direction from God. It's just encouragement. And sometimes his presence ha- has to be enough. Or should I say his presence always has to be enough, but I think there's moments where we want something of God and he's just not going to give it. And that's just mm-hmm. the reality of the story, whether that's direction um, I think the biggest thing is direction, actually. When you're, like, seeking God hard for something and, you know, the direction's not given. Or maybe not direction. Maybe it's just something we want or something we don't want anymore, something we need we need levity from, um, and he does not give it. I think in those moments, we have to be content with the encouragement because the encouragement then, that encouragement, that word, gives us strength to endure whatever it is. Endure not getting what we want. Endure facing the suffering or grief, as Ashley spoke of. Um, enduring, you know, whatever it is. And the direction that's not given, and we're just stuck, it feels like. Um, 
and I, I think I learned this year that it's really, it really is enough. His encouragement gives me the strength that I need. And so when I, when you hear that the joy of the Lord is my strength, I think that's been really re-examined in my life that it's the encouragement of the Lord is my strength. The idea that God is in control and that he is kind and that he knows what he's doing, that is the strength. That is where the strength lies. It can't lie in circumstance. It can't lie in the directions he gives or does not give. It lies in who he is, period. So that was a big, that was a big something I learned this year. I think we both did. But we, we want to unpack more, and obviously we're on a limited time. We don't want to take too much time, but um, we're going to unpack more on what that looks like um, and just what this what this season has looked like um, transitioning to Nashville, the, uh, the promised land we've called it. Um, and we will in the days to come. But as for now, we hope you all have a re- wonderful rest of your 2020. A couple of days left before we start the new year, and I can speak for all of us. When I say that, a new year is dawning, <laughs> a new year is coming, a new year to make the most out of, and I'm really excited for this year to be over. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am too. I love fresh starts. So here's to a fresh start, and here's to new adventures. for listening to this week's episode of Casa de Arte. If you love this episode, be sure and rate us and share with your friends. We would also love to hear from you. You can tag us on Instagram at Casa de Arte Podcast or email us at Casa de Arte Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, go create and give your art. <laughs>